This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I am your bartender for the evening. I am Anthony. You can call me dude if the, you're bad at remembering names. That t- completely works for me. How is everybody doing tonight? It's beginning of November. We are finally through Halloween. The Christmas decorations are already going up. And it's probably uh, when this episode gets uh, posted, it'll probably be election night and probably, prob- you know, most likely the most boring night you have ever had in your life. I remember my election nights. Uh, I, I went through two presidents when I was bartending and the, uh, the elections, both election nights were boring as shit because everybody was at home watching their TV very intently, trying to find out who's, who the leader of the new country is, uh, of this country is going to be. And with, uh, now back then we didn't have social media and so we can't, uh, back then, nobody could really beat each other up like you guys are now about uh, your specific opinions on who should be president and why. Uh, so everybody pretty much kept to themselves. And, you know, the, you know, I kind of enjoyed that kind of time. But let's not get into that because I don't talk about politics in my bar. My bar is politics free. We come in, you come in, you have fun, you listen to music, you have a couple drinks, make a few friends. That's how it works in my bar, and that's the way it's going to be. So, let's get started with tonight's drink special. Uh, let's see. I got this off of mantitlement.com. I have no idea why they call it that. Uh, oh, mantitlement.com. Recipes worth repeating. Um, I decided after the interview with uh, Kimberly uh, a couple uh, uh, last week. Yeah. Um, she said she's into the whole pumpkin spice type of thing, so I decided to uh, look for a pumpkin shot since this is a Wednesday quick shot episode, and I found one. And so let's take a look at how to make this. The ingredients you are going to need is caramel vodka, pumpkin spice liqueur, and rum chata. Now, how you make this thing, um, oh, uh, appreciate man entitlement for not giving any instructions on presentation, but... I'll put a picture of it up on the social media pages. You can take a look at it. Uh, looks like it's just your typical uh, pour into your shaker, shake the shit out of it, and pour into a shot glass. Uh, or maybe you can try to layer it. Uh, I don't know. Um, and you got uh, uh, sugar around the rim. Uh, you know, looks like you know if you can find black, orange, and white sugar, make it real festive looking for the holidays. Well, because uh, there's still pumpkins around after Halloween. People still use pumpkins to decorate uh, during Thanksgiving. We won't get into the Christmas drinks just yet. But, uh, yeah, give it a shot. It uh, Once again, it is called the Pumpkin Pie Shot. And three ingredients, caramel vodka, pumpkin spice liqueur, and rum chata. Give it a shot. Let me know what you guys think of it. And uh, email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. And it, like I said, this is uh, the beginning of November right now. And uh, like I said, I'm not going to talk about politics. I don't, uh, I'm not going to talk about who's going to be the next president of the United States. 
You know what I wanted to talk about? This is my birthday month. That's right. Your bartender, Anthony, right here, turns 44 this month, November 18th to be exact. And, you know, I'm just going to talk about whatever the hell I want this month, uh, whether it has to do with bartending or, uh, well, it all have to do with bartending because that's the stories I have. But, uh, yeah, if you guys uh, uh, don't uh, don't mind or you want to show your little a bit of appreciation to this podcaster bartender, uh, you know, just drop me a line, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com or uh Send me something. I don't care what. P.O. Box 12148, Odessa, Texas, 79768. I would really appreciate it. It would make this year much better for me. This Because uh, let's face it, 2020s, uh hasn't been a good year. Uh, we can always hope that 2021 is going to be a uh, better year, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, so like I said, this is my birthday month. I'm going to uh, talk about whatever I damn well feel like it. And the first thing that popped into my head that I feel like I want to talk about is a conversation that I would have with a lot of my bartender guests. Like I've told you guys, it's been, it's been 138, 139 episodes. And, uh, I've told you guys, I'm not a sports guy. I don't talk about sports. I rarely had sports on the TV when I was bartending. I'd mostly have it on like VH one or, uh, you know, encourage people to listen to music. It sports was never a big thing, but I could talk your ear off about music. And, and I also was never the type of person that would say, no, I'm right. You're wrong. You're an idiot. Uh, I would always embrace people that would come up to me w- with new information on music there. Cause there's this one guy long time ago. Uh, I got a call from, uh, a friend bartender that uh, worked in another bar across the way. She told me that there were some guys that, you know, she kind of served a lot. They probably didn't need a whole lot more, but they're really nice guys. And uh, they wanted to talk about music. And she goes, well, she told him, well, if you want to talk about music, you need to go over to this other bar where this guy named the dude will talk your ear off about music all night long. So eventually when they were done visiting her, uh, because you know, you got a pretty girl bartender, uh, why leave there until she closes you know, just to go talk to some random dude about music. Come on. So they came over to visit me and they said, the bartender across the way told us that, you know, quite a bit about music. And I said, I, you know, I, I know quite a bit. Yeah. And, uh, they asked me this trivia question. What was the first song to break the three minute mark to be played on radio? And because back in the sixties and, uh, and the seventies, most music, when it got played on the radio, got like a two and a half minute, three minute, uh, amount of time to play the song. You didn't get to hear the whole song. If you wanted to hear the whole song, you had to go out and buy the album. And then you got weirded out when you bought the album and thought, wow, where's the, where's this verse come from? Or you listen to the album, then you hear it on the radio and go, wait a minute, it's missing a whole section. What the hell? So they asked me, what song uh, broke the two and a half, three minute mark? And I thought about it for a second. And based on the information that I had in my head at the time, I gave my best guess. I said, hey, Jude, because uh, a lot of radio stations were having a little bit of trouble with trying to edit that down since, you know, the last, I don't know, minute and a half of that song is just all, nah, 
na 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 hey jude you know and they they didn't know what to do with it and they actually said no i'm sorry but you're wrong and i said well which song is it and they claimed it was house of the rising sun by the animals now i don't know if uh, any of my listeners here uh really know any of those songs if you guys are beatles fans or uh know who the animals are but i know house of the rising sun was uh redone uh by some band in the in like the last five years but uh uh yeah the house of the rising sun and uh hey jude were exceptionally long songs and i spent the rest of the night trying to figure out which which one got released first and you know eventually i accepted it you know uh their answer i didn't get upset about it or uh, give them the long lecture on the Beatles, uh, as I'm prone to do. And cause I warn everybody, if you want to talk about the Beatles, I'm going to give you a warning right now, because if you talk about the Beatles with me, you're in for at least at the very least a half hour long lecture, because I know a lot about the Beatles. I don't know everything. I got a friend who does know everything about the Beatles. Cause he put in the time, the research, read the books, watched the movies, and uh, I lived with that guy for about a year, and I learned quite a bit. But uh, when you say, I find that when you tend to say, you know, I know everything about Harry Potter, let's say, and then somebody will come up to you and give you some kind of really ridiculous question, like uh, how long was Harry Potter's wand in scene three of... Uh, the Sorcerer's Stone flashback in the fourth movie. And uh, and then I, okay, those details are going a little bit far out there for me. You know, uh, especially like Star Wars fans. Don't get me wrong. Love Star Wars. Grew up with Star Wars and uh, still appreciate everything that it puts out. Mandalorian kicks ass. Uh, But... You know, I never say I know everything because there's always that one person that wants to try to prove you wrong about what, uh, you know, how much exactly, you know, there's always something new you can learn out there. Come on. I mean, I sit here and talk about being a bartender and some people probably out there probably disagree with me saying, oh, no, that's not how it works. Well, maybe it's not how it works for you, but that's what happened to me. But getting to the point here, uh, uh, Billy Joel is one of my uh, heroes. He's an excellent piano player, excellent songwriter, uh, and I, I don't know him personally. I don't know anything about his personal life, but I love his music. Collected everything that he ever released, a few things that he, uh, that he didn't release on his own, uh, even the covers, uh, cover songs that he did, like uh, the two songs he did for Honey, two Elvis songs he did for Honeymoon in Vegas, uh, the Simply Mad About the Mouse album where he's saying about, uh, he's saying When You Wish Upon a Star. Love that stuff. And anytime I can get my hands on a B-side uh, that I didn't know about or uh, a live recording that I've never heard before, I'm all over it. Uh, and But it doesn't stop Billy Joel. You know, some of you people are like, Ugh, Billy Joel, uh, he's old. Well, no. Well, yeah, technically, yeah, he's uh, he, he hasn't released anything since the 19, like 1990 or something like that. But uh, he, let's face it, he wrote some really great, poppy, catchy music, and evolved throughout his whole career in order to uh, become what he was from 
just a guy playing in a piano bar and uh all the way up to guy who sells out madison square garden on a regular basis and when he just decides that he wants to perform in new york come on the guy is pretty awesome I would try to model my life after the guy if I could write music. Uh, I do write a Harley. He he likes motorcycles. Never been able to uh, marry a supermodel. Going to have to work on that. But uh, nonetheless, you know, he, Billy Joel, big time songwriting uh, idol of mine. Now, one of the things that I used to entertain my customers with, because there would be nights where the customers would insist on hearing me talk. And being an introvert, yeah, I I wasn't all about that. But you know, being a bartender, you have to be able to entertain because you are front, up front, stage, center. You are the guy that is or girl that's going that's going to entertain them, keep their butt in the seat, and keep them buying drinks. So we were talking about music one night, and I started talking about uh, how much uh, I love Billy Joel's music, and. They start saying, oh, Billy Joel, that's the uh, just the way you are guy. Uh, okay, yeah. He, yeah, that is the just the way you are guy, but he has other songs. And so they said, so I heard he t- started working in a piano bar. Okay, right there is where the customer opened up the floodgates, the, uh, where all of a sudden I've got something to talk about for at least, oh, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. Uh, and they're going to sit there and listen whether they like it or not. Now, uh, as the story as I know it, now some of this is uh, might be a little bit off. Uh, if this reaches Billy Joel's people, if I, and I'm wrong, sorry. Uh, but uh, Billy Joel did not start in a piano bar. He actually started out as a session player, and because uh, I guess he uh, was a session player for leader of the pack i think was the song but um he doesn't know to this day whether or not it was actually his piano playing that made it to the uh the final recording but uh he uh, he didn't want to be a performer he just wanted to be a songwriter but in order to be a songwriter they encouraged him okay you got to write the song okay you've got to go out and promote it you've got to go out and do all this stuff which eventually became billy joel he became uh who he is just because people were enjoying watching him perform and playing at colleges, playing at small venues. And all of a sudden he got attached to this record deal that he didn't like. And so he, one day he just said, okay, you're, you guys aren't going to get shit from me. I'm done. So, uh, instead of writing more music, he just decided to wait him out until, uh, until, they finally let him go of that contract. And in order to make money during that time, he did get himself a job in a piano bar. And all those nights, uh, he, uh, as he's sitting at the, uh, sitting playing music, uh, he claims that he doesn't know a song from a hole in the wall, but he just kind of faked his way through it. I think I talked about it with Sarah Hester Ross, where Billy Joel once said, if you know enough major sevenths, you don't, necessarily play the song, but you can sound it and play something that sounds reminiscent of a song. So the, the condensed version for my podcast listeners here, uh, as he's sitting there, uh, he, he was playing under the name of a uh, Billy Martin, which is his middle name, you know, Billy Martin Joel. 
and uh, he was just sitting there playing, hey, how you doing? And, you know, just playing basic elevator music and stuff like that. And as he's sitting there waiting out this contract, he decide you know he's looking around the bar sees everything going on and all of a sudden is like i've got to write a song about this this experience is uh you know this it's right in front of me i've got to write a song about this so essentially as billy joel talks about it he says that all of the characters in that song are real the the guy john at the bar is a guy named john and uh you know the waitress who's practicing politics is actually his first ex-wife and when he talked about that he goes i'm still trying to get used to the whole first and second ex-wife now now i think he's on to his fourth but uh no i mean third ex-wife i'm married to a fourth woman but um i don't know too much about that so but uh you let's take uh break this down a little bit this is what i would do to my customers uh, when I'd start talking about this, it's, uh, it's nine o'clock on a Saturday, the regular crowd shuffles in. Okay. That's a great start. It, it paints a picture. It tells you, uh, you're in a bar and people are there. I love that. And you, you can close your eyes and you can actually picture what's going on. It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. The regular crowd shuffles in, uh, there's an old man sitting next to me making love to a sonic and gin. Okay. A little poetic licensing because that would be kind of gross. <coughs> But uh, people would, you know, and so he says, son, can you play me a melody? I'm not really sure how it goes, but it's sad and sweet. And I knew it complete uh, when I wore a younger man's clothes. Okay. He didn't rhyme, but people would ask him constantly. Can you play this song? Can you play that song? And like he said, I don't know a song from a hole in the wall, but if you play enough in major sevenths, you can make something sound reminiscent of a song. And it goes, okay, that self-explanatory. Now, uh, sing a song of the piano man, sing a song tonight. We're all in the mood. Okay, chorus. Then it moves on to John at the bar is a friend of mine. Okay, the guy behind the bar was actually a guy named John. This a funny little thing that I only found out recently. He was Billy Joel was talking about piano man when he was on Inside the Actor's Studio with James Lipton. And he said that he wasn't truly in love with the song piano man, but he owes his, he feels like he owes his career to this song because it got a lot of AM radio airplay. And because back when AM radio used to play music, now it's all talk radio, but uh, you know, this next section, he talks about it and he says, it feels like it comes off like a limerick. Now, John at the bar is a friend of mine. He gets me my drinks for free. And he's quick with a joke and he lights it, but you're smoke, but there's someplace that he'd rather be. And I was just like, oh, dear God, I never thought of it that way. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it feels like it felt like a limerick. And I thought that was just hilarious. But you think about it, the bartenders, uh, uh, you know, we're entertaining. Well, back then, people used to smoke in a bar, not so much anymore. But uh, that's what the bartenders did. Uh Billy Joel said, yeah, true. The job sucked, but he got his drinks for free. So, you know, free drinks. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll do this, uh, do this job. Um, Bill, I believe this is killing me. Uh, his smile ran away from his face, uh, for I'm sure that I could be a movie star if I could get out of this place. Now 
that's an, one of the reasons why I started this podcast is because there are a lot of people out there who have other ambitions under their uh, in the back of their head that they would love to do. But bartending and serving will have to do for now because otherwise we're going to starve to death. Uh, and so John at the bar is pretty much the epitome of what every bartender, most bartenders, I'm not going to say every bartender, um, most bartenders uh, achieve to be. There's something else out there that we want to do, but we're enjoying the bar atmosphere for now because it's good money. That's, you know, and we walk home with money every night. Then we go into that la da 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 part. Uh, Paul is a real estate novelist. Now, look at your customers. Uh, this uh, Billy Joel describes this guy, Paul, who's a real estate novelist. Now, what that means is uh, Paul would sit at the bar and talk about he's going to write the great American novel. I am going writing the great American novel. And people would ask him, well, what do you really do then? And, he, you know, well, real estate. So, you know, your customers also have other ambitions. And, you know, some of them are stuck in dead-end jobs. They're, uh, there's something that they always wanted to do, but either never had the guts to do it, never had the time, something got in the way, and they just uh, were never able to really pull the trigger on that dream. And that, you know, that's, that's a lot of your, uh, bar customers. I mean, ask any bar customers, if you weren't doing your job now, uh, what would you be doing now? You could do any job that you want and what would you do? And I bet they'd come up with a different answer. Nobody would say, fuck you. I'm happy with my job. I'm make this much a year. This is what I went to school for. Fuck, fuck that. Nobody goes to school for and gets the exact job that they were looking for. Well, I can't say nobody, but, uh, oh boy, I'm going back on myself a lot on this one, but, uh, you know, a lot of people, they go to school, uh, and study for years. Uh, you know, you, you go to grade school through eighth grade, you go through high school, up to, uh, through your senior year, you go to college for four years on average, and you come out of there and you look for a job and you're, uh, you go first you're full of ambition. You look for your dream job. I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to work here. Look at this. I have a sheepskin that says I've studied this and am proficient. And they said, well, get back and get in the back of the line with everybody else that did the same exact same thing that you did. And so then became, becomes a patience game. Am I going to starve to death before I reach the front of the line? Or am I, you know, what's going to happen? Well, I should might as well look for something else while um, while I'm doing this, even though I've always wanted to be, oh, let's say a, uh, well, hell, I could say any job. Say you wanted to be a teacher, but you know you got to wait for somebody to quit or die before you can get uh, go in and teach at the school that you've always wanted to. So you got to go to a different school, or you got to get a job as a paper pusher, a filer, an accountant until somebody says, okay, there's an opening. Uh, Whoa, you've been out of college for eight years. Uh, So, and a lot of things have changed for the last eight years. So, uh, well, uh, we'll call you. 
Now, that's that's my definition of what the Paul is a real estate novelist thing is. You know, uh, he wants to write the great American novel, but in order to make ends meet, he had to become he had to go work in real estate. And the whole thing about Paul being a real estate novelist who never had time for a wife, a lot of us get stuck in certain areas of our lives where we really don't have time or uh, there's thousands of reasons why people uh, wouldn't have time to go find a significant other. And some of it's kind of depressing. Some of them, some people just get married to their jobs and end up all of a sudden waking up and realize I'm 50 years old and I'm still not married or have kids. Shit. Of course, that's probably why they're hanging out in the bar so they can feel like that they have friends or some kind of cohorts of some kind. Uh, and he's talking with Davey Stool in the Navy and probably still be, uh, probably will be for life. And Bill, uh, Billy Joel quickly went over that one saying he's talking with Davey still in the Navy and probably still is. Um, waitress is practicing politics. It was his first ex-wife. And there's a whole big story that goes behind that, uh, that really doesn't have to do anything, but, uh, you know, it, the song, uh, at that point ends with a great crescendo into the piano solo and then big, uh, the big chorus, the sing us a song, the piano man, sing us a song tonight. We're all in the mood for a melody and you got us feeling all right. And that's, you know, that's what the piano player was there for. I mean, it, uh, to brighten up the atmosphere a little bit and make people feel, uh, more relaxed and, you know, if you get people to sing along, it you, it's a great feeling. Uh, uh, in which goes into, uh, it's a pretty good crowd for a Saturday. Um, uh, and the manager gives him a smile because he knows it's me that they're coming to see to forget about life for a while. Yeah, that's what the whole thing about being in a bar and listening to music is. That's because people want to forget about what just happened that day. What, uh, what uh, you know, get out of... Uh, the regular nine to five what, or whatever people consider a real job nowadays is and relax, talk about something else, get away from uh, the desk, get away from the computer, get away from the paperwork and just sit back, relax, joke, forget about real life and uh, live in this other world for a little while. And uh, then you know, big, big finish, uh, sing us a song of piano, man, sing us a song, you know, <clears throat> now, um, uh, I told you that story because that's one of the stories that I would use to entertain my customers. Uh, I don't, like I said, I don't know anything about politics or sports, nor do I ever want to try because it's too fucking confusing. And, but music has always been, uh, that, thing I've always been interested in. I, I mean, I even watched a VH one behind the music on Tony Orlando and Dawn. Why the fuck would I would do would I do that? But you know, I, I I'll get on YouTube and watch behind, uh, behind the music or, uh, real stories behind certain musicians and, uh, and be utterly fascinated by the whole, whole creative outlook on the whole thing. That's, uh, just what I did. And I would take that information into the bar and just start talking about it. 
and most of the time it would entertain a lot of the people because luckily for me, a lot of the people that I bartended for uh, lived during a time where music was huge and uh, music was everything, uh, you know, during the era of like Woodstock, uh, disco, the punk scene, heavy metal, and because there were a lot of changes and uh, there was a lot to talk about. And uh, it the music industry today compared to uh, 20, uh, 20 years ago, uh, 25 years ago, uh, has changed so much uh, where people, it's background noise now. And uh, it's, you know, the all these guys are trying to, feel like that they're making uh, some kind of political difference or something like that, but they forget to entertain. That's the big thing. You got to, you got to entertain your people and um, you know, bring them and bring them into the picture. I mean, piano man has so many uh, uh, references has so many images where if you weren't watching a music video, you just sat back, closed your eyes. You can see the bar, you know, it's dark, smoky, the, uh, everybody, uh, you know, dressed down just ever so slightly because they just got off of work and you can actually see all of that stuff. That's why I appreciate that song so much. Billy Joel claims that he, it's not one of his favorites, but he, you know, he should at least appreciate that the song brought him so much to his career anyway so that's uh that's my actually if you believe me or not that's my quick rant on uh billy joel's piano man uh if you want to listen to piano man i'm not going to play it on this podcast because this is just a quick shot episode and i'm still teetering on wondering if i'm ever going to get sued for uh sued for using songs that i'm not licensed to use but all you have to do is just uh, ask Siri or ask uh, your Alexa device, play Billy Joel's Piano Man if you don't know it, and just sit back and listen to it. He gives the great picture of what it was like being in a bar back then. It's a little bit different right now, but uh, but you know it gives it gives a great picture. And having stories like that in the back of my head kept me happy, kept me sane because it, I didn't get into an argument uh, with who was the best pitcher uh, of 1988 or uh, any kind of bullshit politics that might've been going on. Uh, uh, it kept me entertained and uh, allowed the customers to sit back and relax and listen to a story that they'd hopefully never heard before. That's, my piece of advice for you. So if you know a little bit uh, too much about something, cause we all do, whether it's Harry Potter, star Wars, uh, the bangles, uh, new kids on the block, tell those stories for Christ's sake. I mean, cause uh, that's a great way to entertain some people that uh, sit behind your uh, sit or sit in front of your bar. And they'd, all they'd want to do is just hear a story. It's story time. Uh, it's like telling a kid a story before they go to bed. So, anyway, so people, it is last call. This is just a quick shot episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you guys are awesome. 
uh, I've just broke the 8,000 listener mark. I'm so close to reaching 10,000 downloads before the end of the year. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do for the 10,000th download. Uh, if any of you got any ideas, please let me know. You can find me on social media, Facebook and Instagram, both of them. Hey, bartender podcast, email me due to Hey, bartender podcast.com or, uh, you know, mail me something. PO box one, two, one, four, eight Odessa, Texas, seven, nine, seven, six, eight. I've got the PO box. Might as well use it. Send me whatever. Like I said, it's my birthday this month. You know, treat me to something. I don't care. But I also got to remind you guys, try bartenderszonecoffee.com. Uh, like I've said, they've got a large selection of different blends that you can try out. And a lot of them are really, really good and really put a spring in your step. Some of them a little bit too much. Uh, my friends worry about that I've got palsy or something like that because my hands shake like crazy. But uh, I have to remind them that was I was like that way before I started drinking large amounts of caffeine. But go try bartenderszonecoffee.com. Anyway, until next time, everyone, I just want to remind you, because uh, you know, I had just to prove that I am a Billy Joel fan, this is something that he used to say at the end of all of his concerts that I have decided to bring back and use at the end of my shows. Lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got. <laughs>